0: You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. Our conversation today highlights Operation Greenlight, an initiative to raise awareness about the challenges faced by many veterans and the resources that are available at the county, state, and federal level to assist veterans and their families. The premise is simple, just changing one light bulb in the entryway of a county office, your house, or business to a green light bulb. By shining a green light, we let veterans know that they are seen appreciated and supported. While this event is focused around the week of Veterans Day, November 7th through 13th, we encourage individuals and counties to continue shining a light year-round. NISAC launched Operation Greenlight ahead of Veterans Day in 2021 and the National Association of Counties has also launched a campaign encouraging counties and parishes across the, count- across the country to participate. I'm Kate Pierce-Nims, NISAC's Multimedia Specialist. We're joined today by Rachel Mackey, Legislative Director for Human Services and Education, and liaison to the NACO Veterans and Military Services Committee, as well as NISAC's own Legislative Director, Ryan Gregoire. To start us off, Ryan, can you talk about the creation of Operation Greenlight in New York State?
1: Thanks, Kate, for having me on today's podcast. And I'm uh, so appreciative and happy uh, to be joined by my colleague at the National Association of Counties as Operation Greenlight this year has expanded countrywide, which is very exciting. Here in New York State, as you mentioned, Kate, last year we started this campaign. We partnered with our governor, Kathy Hochul, to raise awareness for our veteran community and uh, really highlight the work that our county veteran service officers and departments do to connect individuals, veterans, to benefits and to connect them to uh, job opportunities and link them to peer support programs as they return home from service. So again, last year it was it was an extremely successful initiative. We're hoping again to see a lot of counties light up their buildings, a lot of residents partake in this. I'll tell you my uh, porch light is already green uh, when we moved in, I immediately changed it to a green light bulb. And I know that the NISAC offices are still green from last year. So that is, that is also always a subtle reminder that we should be looking out for our veterans and the services that they uh, provide to us and keeping us all safe. So um, last year, Kate, I just wanted to highlight for folks on this podcast who may not be aware for the first time in over 20 years. The state of New York finally made a significant investment in veteran services, and specifically in county veteran services, raising the base aid from ten thousand to twenty-five thousand for each county, as well as committing seven point seven million to expand the Joseph P. Dwyer Peer to Peer Veteran Support Program statewide. This, I, I, I can't express how significant of an action this was by the state of New York we are for the first time ever able to really start building robust services in our community. So you know I we we have to give credit where credit's due and to Governor Hochul and the state legislature they stood up to the plate and committed these resources and that's a great first step and it's all part of Operation Greenlight in the spirit of giving back to our veterans. So NISAC is very excited to Uh, be joining our national partners. And again, thanks for having me on uh, the podcast this morning.
0: And happy to talk about the national perspective of things. Um, Going to Rachel next, NACO has joined this initiative to shine, shine a light on the service of veterans and resources available to veterans and their families. Uh, Rachel, can you talk about Operation Greenlight and the work being done at NAGO?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And want to just thank you again for having me on. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that the national campaign was launched in partnership with our affiliate, the National Association of County Veteran Service Officers. Um, and that really goes off of the model that was started in New York. This was really a cooperation. Between county elected officials and the county veteran service officers, um, so we're really grateful for our partnership with NACVSO and and their support for this campaign as well. Um, we also have been joined in uh, joined by Amazon as a corporate partner uh, to help promote the event, and we're really thankful that they have. Uh, done a marketing campaign with us to spread the word and that they are going to be highlighting some of their resources that they offer to military families and veterans as well. Um, So we are just inspired by what was done in New York last year and saw this as an opportunity to engage all counties in showing support for our veterans and also in doing so, You know to have the opportunity to highlight resources that are available at the county level for our nation's veterans so you know our vets don't always know that there's a county veteran service officer available in 29 states to help them access their va benefits and sort of navigate that complex chain of disability and compensation va healthcare So we really especially wanted to use this as an opportunity for counties and for members of NACO to remind their residents, hey, if you're a veteran, we're here to serve you. Even if a county doesn't have a County veteran Service Officer and their employee, they may have a Department of Veterans Affairs or Veterans Services to connect vets to resources. They may have partners in the community that they can connect veterans with or relationships with a state or municipal veteran service officer that they can link people to. Um, We also interact with veterans through our behavioral health care systems that we run and operate and support as counties. We help members of the military vote and help veterans who are returning to our communities get set up and registered to vote. Um, There's all sorts of economic and housing supports that we provide that that can be beneficial to veterans. So, you know, we really just want to encourage counties not just to light up in green and show support symbolically, but also just to remind their residents who are former service members, hey, we are here for you. We're here for your families. We're here to help you get the services you need to thrive, whether that's finding employment, getting housing, whatever the case may be. So that's really our goal um, with this initiative. Um, but of course, you know, in those states where there are county veteran service officers, really wanting to make the push that they're there and available. to to help veterans navigate their VA benefits.
0: Right, because veteran appreciation goes beyond Veterans Day, thank you for your service. Because it it really goes beyond that into the realm of advocacy and providing these resources and connecting veterans with resources. And that's really how you show support and are supportive and express appreciation in a way that has an impact. New York State specifically is home to around 800,000 veterans and more than half of those veterans are over the age of 65, which really impacts the type of services and resources that are geared towards that population and that they will need to take advantage of. So. I was wondering if we could go to Ryan to talk about some initiatives that are on the horizon in New York State for veterans. You had touched a little bit on the investment that New York State has made into veteran peer-to-peer support programs and other initiatives. Can you talk a little bit more about what's in store for the next year?
1: Yeah, Kate, thanks for that. Um, and you're absolutely right. There's a significant portion of our veterans, of course, that served during uh, the Korean conflict, <clears throat> the Vietnam War. Some of these, uh, you know, military engagements that happened, you know, back in the '60s and '70s, and we're, you know, like every state, we we're seeing an aging of our veteran population. So with that understanding, NISAC is shifting our advocacy focus a little bit this year, and I want to highlight a couple areas that we're targeting. First. We want to build off of the success from last year's budget. So that means increasing state funding to county veteran service agencies to a minimum of $50,000. Well, $25,000 was a great start. You can't really afford a full-time service officer on $25,000. So we're looking to increase that commitment. That would cost the state about $1.6 million. Not a huge investment when you're considering a statewide budget of $230 billion. Second component really targets uh, the aging demographic of our veterans and that again is increasing the base aid for the Joseph P. Dwyer grant to $185,000 per county. Right now, Dwyer funds are not allocated equally across the state. Some counties get more, some counties get less, some Dwyer programs are uh, combined county efforts. We're looking to level that playing field, setting the base grant to one hundred and eighty five thousand. This is about a three point six million dollar commitment, so we're not talking about a lot of money here; it's actually less than the total investment from last year, but we're we're targeting it in such a way that we think this will have a more uh, robust and successful outreach for our veterans. There's a couple other areas that I wanted to highlight quickly, Kate. Um, We're also looking to expand the definition of veteran to recognize the service of reserve or National Guard service members who have completed 20 years of service. Those individuals should be treated as veterans and receive access to the same services as those currently designated as a veteran under state law. So that's a state law change that we're looking to do. And the last component that I wanted to highlight, and of course everyone knows that New York State has passed the Climate, Leadership, and Community Protection Act. We're really investing in the environment here in the state. So we're looking to create a special Veteran Green Energy Jobs program to train and link veterans with sustainable and environmentally friendly jobs to meet the goals of the CLCPA. DOL, the SUNY system, and the Department of Veterans Services should be partnering together to create the guidelines and program requirements for a new Veteran Green Energy Workforce Development Program. So those are a couple of the the main components at a state level that we're advocating for. I know at a national level, which we are also very supportive of, Rachel can talk a little bit about um, what those initiatives look like at the national congressional level.
2: Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Um, I think it is so awesome that you guys were able to work with your state to get some additional funding for County Veteran Service Officers. And that is really what we're trying to do at the federal level. Um, So as as many of you know, County Veteran Service Officers are typically funded by local dollars. Uh, Some states provide, you know, additional support or funding, but it really varies. Um, and these, these are local county employees helping veterans access their federal benefits. Um, and we know that this workforce is small but mighty uh, and is incredibly effective, um, particularly when they are accredited um, and have received training and other resources through our affiliate with the National Association of County Veteran Service Officers at helping veterans access the benefits for which they are eligible, um, you know, VA claims can be quite the bureaucratic process, and usually veterans benefit from working with a professional who is also a veteran themselves most of the time, who can walk them through that process and help them figure out what they're eligible for, eligible for claim those resources, appeal if their claims have been denied, etc. Um, we know that it's been about 20 years since 9/11, and the Global War on Terror uh, saw a lot of uh, individuals join the Armed forces and they are now sort of slated to retire after serving for 20 years. So we expect, you know, more veterans to enter our communities as time goes on. We also know that Congress just passed, a really historic piece of legislation called the Honoring Our Pact Act that is going to provide millions of veterans with VA disability benefits, access to VA healthcare, um, if they've been exposed to toxins in their military service and have certain medical conditions. We expect millions of new claims to be generated by the passage of this legislation And we really see county veteran service officers as the boots on the ground who are going to be implementing this uh, for our nation's vets. The legislation made investments in VA benefit claims processes, which is great, but we know that on the other side of things, you have the veteran who's going to be working potentially with a CVSO to get the disability or health care that they are now eligible for. And we are a little bit concerned that, you know, with the current caseload ratios that a lot of our CBSOs already deal with, that we might not always have the resources at the county level to meet this growing demand um, for our county veteran service officers. So we are really hopeful that our federal partners will pass a piece of legislation called the Commitment to Veterans Support and Outreach Act. Uh, that's HR 4601 in the House, S2405 in the Senate. This legislation would authorize $50 million annually over five years from VA for grants to states to essentially just expand and strengthen CVSOs, or if it's a state that doesn't have a CVSO, um, a similar local government a veteran service officer. So our hope is really that this legislation would allow our federal partners to just kind of help us as we help our vets access their federal benefits. These grants would be used only to expand or strengthen CVSO operations. So adding full-time employees or paying for, you know, training and accreditation or whatever the case may be. So um, this wouldn't be replacing existing county expenditures on CBSOs. it would just be supplementing what we're already spending. And it would prioritize rural areas or areas with uh, CBSO shortages, as well as areas with high rates of veteran suicide uh, for these grant funding. So um, we know that when veterans are within the VA system and connected to benefits or healthcare, they have a lower rate of suicide uh, than those who are not within the system. So we see these dollars and and the services that CVSOs provide really as preventative um, as a way to get people connected to resources that promote their mental health, that keep them um, from committing suicide. So we uh, are really grateful that the legislation would prioritize um, those high need areas in particular. So we're hoping that, you know, our members can use the Operation Greenlight campaign both as a way to highlight the existing services they provide, as well as call on their members of Congress to pass this legislation by the end of the session so that we can really get to work uh, with our federal partners on implementing the Honoring Our PACT Act, getting people the new benefits for which they're eligible, for toxic exposure and and continuing to provide, you know, the first class service we already do when it comes to connecting veterans to their their federal benefits.
0: It really is an opportunity to highlight not only the services, like you said, that are already being provided, but opportunities for more support, for more advocacy, for more resources for our county residents, our veterans. Um, This is a great opportunity to push for legislation. So. I definitely recommend our listeners today to look up those pieces of legislation um, and to familiarize yourself. Uh, both NACO and NISAC have uh, web pages with resources for Operation Greenlight where you can find resources on resolutions, proclamations, and also on where to find resources for turning your lights green, whether that be specific bulbs or cellophane that goes over existing lights. I was hoping we could. Discuss with both of you some initiatives that are happening at the county and local level, both in New York State and nationally, uh, that stand out to both of you as well. So,
1: yeah, I think from my perspective, Kate, in, in New York State, you know, because uh, we had the benefit of launching this last year, there is already a little bit of a built in awareness around uh, Operation Greenlight. So, I know. That the counties are also using this campaign as an opportunity, not only to highlight what their county veteran service officers do to connect people to benefits, but how those individuals are really uh, intrinsic and implanted in the community, embedded in the community. And I know Rachel talked about this a little bit um, from her perspective as well. But I want to I want to make sure the listeners realize that these Veteran service officers are also, uh, folks who are in the community. They're putting on veteran service events. They are donating their time to, uh, really build what we call a, a sense of community in New York State, um, and across the country. They're, they're really, uh, integral partners in that effort. And they're bringing together folks like myself, who I, I have not served in the armed services, and connecting me to folks who have. And that helps to strengthen our community. And I can't put a value on that, but um, it's important that that exists. And it's important for our veterans to feel welcomed coming back home. It's important for all of us who are non-veterans to realize the value of their service and to welcome them back into the community or welcome them to the community if they're looking to relocate. And uh, these veteran service officers serve as that bridge. So that's a a little bit of an informal capacity, but I also think it's a very important capacity. So that's, I guess that's a little bit about what's going on here in New York. I know that uh, we're looking for the governor to continue her support of the program. And I'm excited to see what that may bring. Of course, uh, you know, we're hopeful that Mayor Adams in New York City will continue to par- participate again this year. And really, our counties are just starting to get the word out to remind folks that Operation Greenlight and Veterans Day, uh, Veterans Week is right around the corner. So uh, they're they're starting to highlight some of the initiatives and projects and campaigns that they're doing locally. And it's, it's exciting to see some of these stories come to light.
2: Yeah. And I would just say, you know, I'm really excited uh, to see what counties are doing across the country to join this campaign. Um, We've already seen counties in plenty of states pass resolutions and proclamations affirming their commitment to light a county building up in green, whether that's courthouse or other facilities. Um, I know some counties are thinking big uh, if they own bridges and other facilities Mm -hmm. about how they can potentially light those up in green. Um, I'm also really encouraged by counties that are engaging their residents in these efforts. So, um, speaking of New York, I know Broome County, New York is giving away free light bulbs at, uh, a bunch of facilities across the county, uh, to residents. And I believe that there is a county in Maryland that is doing that as well. It looks like Charles County, Maryland is also giving away, uh, green light bulbs to residents in their county. From their Veterans Services Office. Um, I would also just point to Kent County, Michigan. They are going to give out green glow sticks at their Veterans Day parade. We have uh, the Maryland Association of Counties working hard with their state Veterans Affairs Department to light up the governor's mansion. And I know. Uh, there's some counties and other states that are working to get their governors to light their mansions up in green so that's really exciting Um, and you know people are really just thinking about how to engage the community via press releases so would point to you know our resources that include letters to the editor that include press release templates that counties can use to really spread the word Uh, I also would encourage people to look at Carbon County, Pennsylvania, which is the home county of the chair of the Veterans and Military Services Committee at NACO, um, where Commissioner Chris Lukasiewicz, who's our chair, is leading a series of events around Veterans Day in conjunction with Operation Greenlight community events to really, again, highlight resources and have it be sort of a week-long series of engagements with the community, with their veterans, to make sure that they're really promoting the Greenlight campaign, but also the services in the community that they can provide.
0: Operation Greenlight really lends itself to some innovative ideas. Um, I love the county that's giving my glow sticks. That's something that I haven't heard before, but that's really engaging. And it brings the folks at that parade into this uh, initiative as well. And it the the premise of Operation Greenlight really also lends itself to visibility because the resources available to veterans and this connection with veterans uh, is deserving of being brought to the forefront. And being this visible with a literal shining light uh, really helps to highlight these opportunities and these resources. So as we're coming to the end of our conversation today, I just wanted to open it up to see if there's any other thoughts that either of you have on the initiative or on resources and legislation coming in the next year or so that are targeting veteran services and county veteran offices?
1: Yeah, thanks, Kate. Um, you know, that that's a great question. And, you know, w- one that I've thought about um, as far as thinking about how to make this a long-term project and campaign to really uh, root this into our minds every year. And, you know, in thinking about that and in talking with our veteran service directors, across the state, because like NACO, we have also partnered with our New York State County Veterans Service Officers Association. There's a couple areas that uh, keep coming up to the forefront, and that really comes down to making sure that we're investing in peer-to-peer supports. I, I hear that almost every day about how important that is. And whether it's an existing program or a new program or partnering with the state to really roll out more robust peer-to-peer support services. I think that is the model that everyone is heading towards. It's one that's proven to be successful um, for this population. And that's something that we should all keep in the front of our minds going forward while we're crafting budgets and thinking about legislation is how do we continue to invest and expand our peer-to-peer support programs that we have for veterans. So that's just one area that I wanted to highlight.
2: Yeah, the NACO Veterans and Military Services Committee is also really interested in how we can sort of leverage the, the military transition period to ensure that former service members who are re-entering our communities, have the supports they need to thrive. So I know that's something that we are trying to be thoughtful about with our federal partners. I would also just say that one of our main goals always as a committee is to work with our federal and state partners and community partners to reduce veteran suicide. Um, We're really excited to be, you know, boots on the ground with 988 implementation and Mm -hmm hopeful that the integration with the veterans crisis line can really be a seamless way to ensure that our former service members get the help they need. Uh, But I would also just point to some new grants that have been authorized by VA uh, in the Sergeant Parker Gordon Fox suicide prevention grant program. Uh, Really excited actually to see that a couple of counties received grants for suicide prevention under these new dollars, including Harris County, Texas and Oneida County, New York. We also know that a lot of the community partners that received these, these funds are going to be cooperating heavily with their county governments. And uh, that's something that we're watching because we really want counties to be uh, at the table when it comes to these local suicide prevention programs. So. You know, if a county uh, knows of a nonprofit or community partner that received those funds would really encourage them to get involved and make sure that they are helping uh, implement those dollars. Uh, But we're really excited to see where that program goes.
0: I also wanna take uh, the opportunity here to thank both of you for taking the time to have this conversation and to just to frame this in a way, that there are so many thousand veterans in New York State, so many thousand veterans across the nation, and that also expands out to the families, the caregivers, the dependents of veterans. So, this is a huge network of our population that requires this support, that deserves this support, and that we can show up to be there for and to really bring this operation of awareness and advocacy to the forefront of our residents' mind and of our. Uh, congressional delegation of our county legislature of the forefront of everybody's minds, right? Um, So I would also encourage participating county members both in New York State and across the nation to reach out to NISAC and NACO. Uh, Both are serving as hubs of participation, so we will be able to boost your message and boost the uh, visibility of this operation. Both uh, NISAC puts together an album of photographs of county buildings that are lit up or of buildings across the state that are lit up. And NACO is highlighting innovative initiatives taken across the country. So really be vocal. This is an opportunity to be out front and to really highlight these services and these resources. So thank you both for your expertise and for, again, for taking the time to have this conversation. For our listeners, I just want to remind you, we've been joined by Rachel Mackey from the National Association of Counties and our very own Ryan Gregoire.
1: Thank you very much, Kate.
2: So glad to join you today.
0: listening to this episode of NYSAC's County Conversations podcast. Keep tuning in for more county government-focused conversations, and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.